Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the DevThink Podcast with your hosts, Sean and Nicola. Yes, and today is a lovely links episode where we share some cool things on the internet with you, our close personal friends whom we've never met and who never write and never call. But, you know, well, maybe one day. You don't need to write. Just send us money. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a, a Patreon set up yet. All right. Nicola, would you like to begin with your first link? Sure, why not? And my first link, the title of my first link is Why Work-Life Balance Trumps the Hustle Type. Uh, so anyways, about this whole link, right? And about this whole work-life balance thing. It seems like this was a thing on Twitter where actually, you know, the Planet of the Apps uh, show? No. Well, long story short, that's like... American talent, but for people, for programmers to actually make, you know, apps. And you have a bunch of people in the, uh, like people who say, you know, it's good or not or whatever. And you have people pitching products for, you know, a minute or so. And that's the gist of it. And But anyways, that's not the point. The point is that they marketed this show on Twitter, I believe, with a saying something like uh, there was a guy from, I can't remember exactly from what company, and he was quoted to say, I rarely get to see my kids. That's a risk you have to take. Oh, actually, I know. The guy was from uh, the company called Pear, uh, Andrew Comendo. So anyways, I don't know how's that working for him. But yeah, and then the whole post goes into the fact that, you know, Jason Fried, the guy from... Uh, What's the company's name? Basecamp? Maybe they changed it. I'm not sure. Uh, the guy who wrote Re Rework and Remote, he immediately pinged them and called them out. Uh, and actually he called Apple out because they actually, you know, uh, marketed it like as such because he is very pro uh, work-life balance thing, which he actually shows in his own company that he leads. And anyways, this whole post goes uh, to say about how this new let's call it you know workaholic mentality is not very good sure you should hustle at least for some time and again what is hustle hustle was defined by uh gary Waynerchuk, whom i like very much i hope he buys the jets finally someday and although even he says sure work your ass off but work smart not only hard Right. Although he has been quoted for working for, you know, 18 hours, which I mean, I did 16 at some point in my life, but 18, holy, you know, anyways. Um, and the point of this whole article is that being overworked is counterproductive and multiple studies show it that, you know, for some time you can really go at it and achieve awesome things. But at some point after some amount of hours, you will just literally hit the point of diminishing returns where basically the more hours you add in, it's literally not the same output as for, for example, first 40 hours. And actually it's a very, you know, uh, long post and it like literally explores this whole area in a very detailed way. So, you know, if you're into it, just, you know, check it out, but kind of like um, a few points of what they suggest, what you should do you should take breaks and not only breaks, you know, vacation breaks, although 
those definitely as well. But during your normal work hours, work days, they actually do suggest Pomodoro technique, which we've already covered in our uh, podcast. And also an interesting thing is that by some, uh, I think it was some kind of like uh, data analysis thing going on where they calculated that it seems like for most people, and we all know, you know, there are both ends of the spectrum, you know, somebody likes to work like this, somebody wants to work like that. But on average, that people felt the the ones that were most productive based on whatever research it was, worked for 52 minutes and then had a 17 minute break, which we both know, you know, you can't time it directly, but personally, Pomodoro for the win. So this is a bit of, you know, long explanation of why probably most certainly you should work on your work-life balance, which... Yeah, I'm in that camp of should work. <laughs> so that's my first yes. link. So my first comment is take your own advice. Yes. <laughs> All right. So on to my first link, it's a quickie. Um, like many people, I was a huge fan of quickies. Google Reader. Uh, sure, why not? Um, no, not really. Um, some things are worth spending a little time on. Uh, Google Reader was something I really enjoyed, and it's gone, as we know. But there, is, there are, I don't know, a variety of alternatives these days. And one that I started using recently is called InnoReader or InnoReader. It's I-N-O Reader. And it's just a browser-based RSS feed reader. There are some things on YouTube and on uh, Reddit that I wanted to subscribe to. And I was looking for something simple. And this does the job, so... I know reader or Inno reader, however uh, you pronounce it, it's a pretty good RSS feed reader for your browser. Awesome, awesome. So my second link is titled uh, "Writing a Book for a Publisher Versus Self-Publishing a Book: Ten Differences." This post is by uh, a guy named uh, Emmanuel Ferronato. He's actually uh, an Italian geek and programmer, as he likes to title himself and I actually bought a few books from him he's like uh, really good he has a whole series on game design where he literally takes a game a popular game that may uh, surface on you know app store he takes it and he makes it in javascript like you know simple playing instead of normal very animated characters he would just have a simple box but the whole game would do the same thing as the actual game does that's in the app store. So he basically, you know, pulls it apart, takes it apart and shows how this would work in JavaScript. That's his, you know, poison of choice. And uh, one thing that he's very into is also Phaser, which is a JavaScript framework for making uh, HTML5 apps. Uh, One time back in the day in my previous job, I used it. I liked it very much, you know, makes things very simple, but not convoluted so that it's, you know, even if you have to go in and change something, it's not that bad. So, and yeah, this guy, you know, in case we never mentioned him before, on his blog, uh, literally Emanuele Ferronato, of course, we're going to link it.com. He has a lot of blog posts by a lot. I mean, probably more than 3000. So really productive guy. So thumbs up. 
or he's not productive because he spends all the time writing blog posts instead of working. Yeah, although <laughs> I totally missed the point of actually saying what this post is about. And this post is about, so literally, I mean, obviously the guy wrote, you know, multiple books. And for some time he was publishing, you know, through Pact Publishing, Pact Pop, you know, whatever is the exact name. And then what he did was he also self-published, right? So he goes into uh, changes or, well, differences between those two. And so he you know, actually lists tens of changes. I mean, actually 10 changes. So, you know, if you're into this and you want to hear it from people who actually did it, go check it out. It's actually very valuable info. One of the, of course, straightforward differences is the amount of money that you can make because, of course, the publisher takes some percentage. However, we have to, you know, a big warning sign here. If your following is not big enough, then self-publishing will do you no good, right? Because you have to right. have a certain following in order for people to actually buy from you. So yeah, that's it. Yeah, so you can get 100% of zero. Exactly. Or you can get, you know, whatever percent of whatever your publisher can bring in. All right. So my uh, second link is actually not a specific thing. It's a link to a channel on YouTube. There's a guy whose YouTube name is Legal Eagle, and he's a lawyer. What he does is he, I guess he gives advice to other lawyers or people going into law school, but he has a, a series of videos where he, as an actual lawyer, will watch parts of TV shows or, movie sh or movies with law scenes, with lawyers, with uh, courtroom events, trials, things like that, and he will critique them from the perspective of an actual lawyer and say which things are believable, which things are total crap. And it's really entertaining if you're at all a fan of the law, if you've seen, he's done things from the show, The Good Wife to My Cousin Vinny. So it doesn't matter if the show's a drama, comedy, uh, Liar Liar with Jim Carrey, things like that. So it's just fun. That's an awesome idea. I wonder, does he have a big following? Oh, uh, let's see how many subscribers he has. He has 53,000 subscribers right now. Yeah, well, that's not uh, a quit your job kind of number of um, followers, but hey. Right. I think you need about a quarter million maybe to uh, quit your job. Although he's a lawyer, so he probably needs a little more money than YouTube money to match <laughs> Indeed, his salary. Yeah. But anyways, excellent, right. excellent idea. Cool. Uh, so my last link for this week is... What's coming up in JavaScript 2018? And yes, I see your face twinch. Uh, <laughs> and it's also titled Async Generators and Better Regex. Uh, for the sake of your sanity, I will not go into the details of this post, but it, in a very like short uh, post, it uh, explains what are the new features or what are they working on for 2018. And they're also mentioning 2019. And again, uh, too long didn't read version, ASIC generators, and way better regex. So, JavaScript, very interesting, yes. <laughs> uh, but you know what? It's the language of the web, and until WebAssembly reigns supreme, hopefully in the near future, we have to deal with it. JavaScript will eat the world. Nah, I don't know about that. Well, it is kind of eating the world now. I'm just not happy about it. So I just want to I'm put this on it. record somewhere, you know, someday when they, you know, aliens will listen to this and 
repeat something that my uh, one of the guys that I was following for some time, and he said, in near future, operating systems will run inside a browser. So JavaScript will power everything. So there's that. All right, it's time to get out of the uh, IT world, if that's the case. All right, my last link is very similar to my previous, and that is the exact same thing, except there's a guy named Dr. Mike on YouTube, and he is a doctor who also watches videos and reviews them as a medical doctor. Now, he has 2.1 million subscribers, so he's doing pretty well. And I started watching an episode with him where he was doing an episode of House MD, which is a show that I love. And he, you know, pointed out some things that were accurate, some things that were just totally made zero sense. Like the writers obviously didn't have a doctor uh, peer reviewing the script in, in that case. But if you like that kind of thing, if you like to really know what's real, what's fake and get a little inside knowledge, it's it's fun and enjoyable to watch these kind of things. Awesome. So, that, that's great. I wonder so if those are our links. Yep, go ahead. Yes, those are our links. Although to expand a bit on this one, I wonder if they will at some point, even that previous guy, you know, bring him up, bring him in as a consultant. Maybe. I know they do that with things like um, Big Bang Theory, for example. Um, Maya Bialik, who is one of the actors on the show, is actually, actually has a PhD in science. And I forget if it's physics or what she has. So, which character does she play? So this is my ignorance now. Oh, Amy Farrah Fowler. Ah, she, of course I thought so. Yeah, Maya Bialik. She used to be Blossom. That's what she's most famous for. So she's on staff, and she, you know, can kind of be her her own consultant. Excellent. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yes. All right. So that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in for the next riveting adventure of Sean and Nicola here on DevThink. Netflix. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the DevThink podcast. To reach us for comments, show suggestions, and other feedback, contact us at info at DevThink. That's D-E-V-T-H dot I-N-K. Our intro music is by Rupa Deadweiler. No animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. 